All right, let's get some insights on the news shaping the markets for that. We welcome in Kevin Manns with us, President and Chief Investment Officer at Henion and Walsh Asset Management. Thank you for being here. My so, pleasure, Nicole. I can't get over yesterday. Yes. I mean, first of all, we had that whole quiet period. We got the 25 basis points as anticipated. There were a few things that sort of stood out. One, the fact that he actually acknowledged 75 basis points cut in 2024. Janet Yellen coming out late in the day and really spooking the market mm -hmm. with, you know, her no blanket comment. And um, just the fact that he really is acknowledging the credit crunch. Yes. Um, and the problems that that could face, but the uncertainty that went with it feels uncertain. Yes, yes. And since March of 2022, Nicole, the primary the focus of the Fed has been on inflation. They essentially told markets right. they were going to continue raising rates, continuing to shrink the size of their balance sheet until something broke. Well, guess what? Something has broken. We're starting to see the impact now, not only in housing, not only in banking, but now in the consumer, which is going to ultimately lead to lower economic growth. So the Fed's not going to be able to be as aggressive as they wanted to be two weeks ago right. to fight inflation now. And I think one more 25 basis point hike and then they're done. Yeah, that's what he said. I mean, I think people were hoping he would just stop it now and maybe even stop the entire cycle. There were those who were voting for a pause yes. yesterday and even saying, oh, look, we may do one more, you know, throw that out there. But there are plenty of people who say, stop it, stop it now, we're done. Even looking at their own forecast for inflation, they believe inflation will ultimately come back down to their 2% target mm -hmm. by the end of 2024 without any additional rate hikes. So you'd have to question why they're even still raising rates. But with that said, their 5% terminal rate, it's been reached already at the upper bound of the Fed funds yeah, target rate. Yeah. Maybe one more in May, but that's going to be it. They're going to have to sit back and assess the overall damage they've done to the economy, which, again, I believe will be significant. And now from an investment perspective, yep. when people are looking at trying to get into the banks, I mean, I've had people come on and say, look, I like the big banks, for example, um, not necessarily the regionals. There's others, I guess, who would look and say, maybe look through the regionals. They've certainly been beaten down. Is there opportunity there? There are certainly opportunities within some of the regional banks that have stronger balance sheets more of a diversified loan book right. than perhaps some of the names we've seen in the headlines of late. But I think there's three other sectors that are going to benefit the most from the end of this red hike cycle. And those are the three sectors that have been beaten up the most over yeah. the course of 2022. Right. Information technology, consumer discretionary, and even biotech. If, in fact, this is the end of the rate hike, so they should experience the greatest rebound and also lead this ultimate economic recovery yeah. over the next three years. Yeah, I saw Regeneron as a winner today on the SP Regeneron is one of the names that I we know, like at home. I that's one of the names that we're going to be talking about. But um, to the tune of tech, I know you had Broadcom here. Um, what are we thinking? Because tech, what's really interesting is how people turned away from financials and went to tech some parts of tech for safety. Right. Well, if you think about it, generally the markets recover about 9 to 12 months before the economy does. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's right now is the right time to consider investing back in those sectors that have been really beaten up. But look for quality names that can withstand an economic slowdown or recessionary periods. I think Broadcom is one of those names. Mm -hmm. Got a yield above 2%, low debt-to-asset ratio, free cash flow on their balance sheet, and is in the right area of the market that all companies need to grow and expand their businesses. So that's an area technically. Right, understood. I mean, as you look at the S&P 500, it's in the NASDAQ, right, and you do the comparison. I mean, I guess a diversified portfolio is the way to go, as always. As always. Um, tell me about your next name here. You have Dick's Sporting Goods. Yes, consumer discretionary. Dick's continues to expand their online yeah. footprint. 
We know the consumer has made their preference and their pick to shop online as opposed to going into stores, but Dix has really balanced that well. They have an attractive 12-month yield. They have low debt on their balance sheet. They have strong free cash flow balances. I think that's another name that can withstand an economic slowdown, but when the consumer starts to spend again, once rates start to come down next year, they'll be a benefactor of that. Interesting, interesting. And there's a lot of people who love it. And look, they were a pandemic stock. Mm -hmm. They are now a spring stock. I mean, um, there's there's no doubt people do love Everyone that loves kind sports, of name. especially yeah. during March Madness. Yeah, right. March Madness. <laughs> big games tonight at Madison Big Square game. Garden. I'm a big UConn fan tonight. So, uh, oh, good let's, luck. Let's go, my, Huskies. Uh, my dad went there. My dad went to UConn. Um, Regeneron. Now, yes. that's been a clear leader of late, um, leading the S&P 500 today. Yes, uh, that's a larger cap biotech name that we like, once again, mm -hmm. trading at a low multiple, positive free cash flow on their balance sheet. But there's other names we also like in biotech. I don't just want to stick to Regeneron, although we do like it, right. we do hold it. But right. we really do think the M&A activity is going to continue to increase in the biotech area as these large cap pharmaceuticals have excess cash on their balance sheets, have drugs coming off a patent, and they're going to have to replace all that lost revenue potential. How are they going to do it? We believe they're going to continue to buy the biotech names. Perhaps Regeneron will be one of those names. Yeah. You know what's interesting, too, is that when we look at these charts and you see lows to highs and Yes. For example, we said NVIDIA, right, was yep. up 80% this year. What's interesting about a name like Regeneron is it's just been slow and steady yes. and has been winning. So over one year, it's up 15%. Year to date, it's up 11%. One month, it's up 7%. It's just sort of been climbing, in fact, hitting new 52-week highs. Yes. Um, you know, acting very differently than some of the more volatile names, right? A typical Couldn't biotech, you to your point. Um, do you like the ETF for biotechs? Uh, you know, there's a couple of popular ETFs out there, yeah. uh, XBI, IBB. Right. I think what you want to do is focus in on a portfolio of roughly 30 different names, and we mm -hmm. have a trust that's Smart Trust called our Healthcare Innovation Trust that yeah. does that. Yeah. Look for those that have at least one drug in FDA level two or level three approval status, because those are the majority of the names that get acquired yeah. and have a drug trial date in the next two years. If you focus in on a diversified portfolio of those names and you just get one takeover, well, you're going to get some yeah, alpha in your right. portfolio. Yeah, you make a good point. And look, you have the aging of America now, the baby boomers. You know, when we watch the labor force participation rate, people yes. are like, is it ever going to go back? Because you have the aging population. Exactly. And there's um, not enough in know, that younger demographic to so, replace them. So that goes well, a lot of folks would say, for biotech and Absolutely. such. Kevin, wonderful to see you. You Thanks as well, Thanks for Nicole. being here. Thank Kevin you. Mann, President and Chief Investment Officer, Henneon and Walsh Asset Management.